855-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Even a rocket ship, spacecraft, 10987654321. Slow, gets off the launching pad slow and then. Choo! I guess the question is is the rocket ship going to explode on re entry? Tyler. No, uh, the rocket ship will not crash. The rocket ship is just going to an NFC North uh, team coming up next uh, season. I kind of kid about that, but geez, Jim Harbaugh back in the news once again. He gets, uh, what, suspended the first three games of the year this year, and then now this comes up, and People are acting like this is going to be a serious deal and uh, the NCAA is going to come down on them. We'll see. I, I think I even read earlier today that Michigan State was pondering not even playing the game on Saturday, which confuses me a little bit. But uh, many with more information than I have on this are acting like it's a, it's a big deal. Michigan State not going to play the game. Yeah, I, I read that somewhere early. Like there was a thought of that. That's not – they're going to play the game on Saturday. But I guess they were tipped off earlier in the week that, hey, this is what's been going on. And they thought, well, for player safety and for some other reasons, we might not play this game. But uh, apparently they're still going to play it and get hammered by their rival Michigan this week. Who who jumps to the NFL first, Harbaugh or Lincoln Riley? I think they're going to do it uh, (laughs) holding each other's hands to an NFC North team. That's what I think. Uh, Wow. Yeah. All kinds of uh, all kinds of stuff going on in out in the uh, in the news today. Um, I, as you can tell, am on cell phone. Um, I'm on the way to the remote. Tyler, oh I misjudged the distance to the remote, and I had some traffic. So, well, you uh, know, Apple Maps just uh, tells you how far the destination is if you just put it in there, right? <laughs> Right. Yes, yeah. that's the way to handle it. Typically, that's how you. That's that's how a smart person would do it, right? Well, I'm not saying I'm smart. I'm just you know, I I, I use Apple Maps to tell me how far the destination is. But <laughs> it's uh, man, it's 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 week one for you. We're uh, midway point of the season, but it sounds like you might still be in week one. But well, you know how I roll. Someone uh, said, someone texted, "Let Teddy out of the bathroom from the 405." <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> oh my gosh. I apologize. Well, um so, I'll be so there momentarily. Is this gonna turn into a big deal for Michigan or is this gonna be oh let's treat him like we did Kansas? Let's make him take away their four team playoff banner from a couple of years ago and let's just give him a slap on the wrist. Yeah, it's frowned upon. You're not supposed to do anything like this, but it's all good. It's Michigan. We can't punish these guys. Are they getting the KU treatment? I don't know. It, it, it's kind of hard to say because I, the way everything was presented and the way Michigan tried to get out in front of it, 
like they've never treated it as it's anything of of much significance, right? So I don't I don't know. I, I guess it's hard to know, but we have seen the NCAA for whatever reason on just some random different situations start to throw their weight around just to try and remind everyone that we're still in charge. So people have been uh, bringing up this audio clip, and I think it's Michigan played. Did Michigan play Rutgers at home this year, or or maybe it was uh, maybe it was last year? Anyway, um, Michigan in this game is beating Rutgers fourteen seven at the half, and you're going to hear a halftime interview with Rutgers head coach Greg Schiano. So now that this is being released by you know by by Michigan some others that hey maybe they were stealing signs from the opponents. It makes it a little bit more interesting what Greg Schiano said during halftime. Listen to this. Coach, four penalties for your team in the first half. Some that cost you. How do you clean that up in the second half? Well, there's some stuff going on out there, so we just got to slow it down a little bit. There's some things going on that aren't right as well, so we'll talk about how to handle it. This Michigan defense keeping Gavin Wimsett in this passing game in check. How do you adjust? Well, just got to keep playing. You know, in the game, we just got to keep playing. All right, thanks, Coach. Yeah, there's some things going on out there. It's like Greg Schiano uh, had an idea what was going on during that first half. Interesting. Yeah, that's interesting with Schiano. Um, my first suggestion is to get better signs. All right? If you're going to get mad at someone for stealing signs, you have to get better signs first and foremost. But, man, yeah, it, it kind of feels like when it rains, it pours, right? Whenever something goes wrong, then all of a sudden, anyone who had any beef about anything is going to come out of the woodwork. I, I kind of hope that um, – I hope Michigan gets the Houston Astros treatment in college football. Because as we talked about yesterday, the Houston Astros have turned into like the, the most, one of the most hated sports franchises in, in the U.S. now. And I don't know if Michigan was banging on trash cans or anything that egregious. But I, I kind of hope they get the uh, the Houston Astros treatment here. I, I and I get like stealing signs in baseball, like the way that Houston Astros were doing it is obviously frowned upon. But I guess stealing signs is football in football is frowned upon. Unlike baseball, if you're standing on second base, they tell you to try to pick up the signs from the catcher. I, I guess in football that's a no no, or the way wow. that Michigan was doing it was a no no probably. I don't know. I guess it depends on how you do it, but in my opinion, it's not. Um, you know, you, if you're out there on the field putting uh, sending signs in, you just got to be better at it. You got to hide it better. Um, if it's getting stolen, it's your fault. That's why, I mean, everyone in college football is trying to steal signs. That's why they everyone's trying to hide it. That's why you see the guys that are, um, you know, trying to, what we've got like three walls that are behind guys, and I don't know. It's you just got to be better at hiding it. Um, there, there, there's gold on the text line right now. It says, "Call from Teddy Layman from the Cleveland County Jail. Do you accept this phone call?" Which I think he just hung up. So Check. there, there he is. You got me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, right. This text says, "Call from Teddy Layman, Cleveland County Jail. Do you accept this call?" <laughs> That's what the well, previous eight minutes of my life was like, yes. Well, yeah, I you almost had that call because uh, I was doing some F1 driving on the way over here. Luckily, I didn't see any 
any highway patrol out there. Jay in Tulsa, Teddy on the verge of going full Blevins in the bathroom with that audio. <laughs> That's a if you know, you know type of thing. What's that? Is that from, uh, was that Naked Gun whenever he did that? Well, I mean, th- he, maybe in well, that movie. Like the, the joke one was right, Naked Gun. Yeah. The legit one was, uh, was Blevins. That's awesome. 580, <laughs> hopefully Teddy doesn't get mad at traffic and kick a Gatorade cooler. Yeah, that didn't work I was, out for one I was, guy. I did the in-vehicle uh, equivalent of kicking a Gatorade cooler by uh, just death-gripping the steering wheel. It would wheel. work out. If you kicked a Gatorade cooler, it would work out exactly the way it worked out for Shane Beamer. One, you would break a bone <laughs> in your foot. Two, you would call me like Beamer called Ray Tanner, and I would laugh at you just like his AD laughed at him. That's exactly yeah. how that would go down. Well, um, I hate to tell you, but we got an issue going. Well, yeah, I don't know. The The Michigan stuff is interesting. Um, I don't know. I guess it just depends how it took place. Like if the NCAA is just investigating sign stealing, as in uh, we've watched your signs, we've watched your signs for years, you use the same signs you've always used. Uh, we've picked up on them, and just like everyone else in the stadium, we're watching your your guy send them in, and we know what they are. Then, in my opinion, that's uh, that's Rutgers' fault, not Michigan's fault. Well, a lot of other schools as well. I don't think it was just Rutgers. I think it was a lot of schools. Yeah. Is, uh, is uh, yeah, yeah. Now, well, hey. Here's the thing: you can you could do what the NFL's done and put a, a speaker in the quarterback's helmet. Um, until then, if you're signaling, uh, sending signals in, people are going to try and steal them. I, in my opinion, you you've got to have a got to have a dedicated group to try and pick up on signals. If you you. Unless they're going to write a rule that says you can't look at the other coaches when they're signaling in plays, then I don't know what we're talking about. Uh, now, videoing them is different. Yeah, I love this joke from Jason Fairs. I've heard it before when it comes to uh, Kentucky basketball. The NCAA is so mad at Michigan, they are giving Western Michigan football two years of probation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what, what penalties are handed down to Oklahoma State after all this Michigan stuff? I guess that's what we have to ask ourselves. Oh my gosh! Yeah, pretty wild stuff. I, I don't know. So, do you, does does this tie into any of the previous stuff? Or I don't. Is the previous stuff all recruiting. Yeah, I think the previous stuff is they had like four level two violations, which that means nothing to me because it felt like Kansas had fifteen level one violations and they got nothing. So I don't want. I don't know what to make of. They're facing four level two violations, which are considered less serious from those alleged violations, mm-hmm. uh, w- w- whatever. Like, the NCAA is going to pick and choose like they always do. So I'm sure nothing's going to happen here. Yeah. I don't know. I guess, it, I guess it all depends. You know, if it's just, I don't know, you've, you have to have some, some solid evidence that they've been doing something that you're not supposed to do, like filming the other, you know, the – the teams that are sending in-person scouting in. is uh, kind of a big deal on this one, apparently, for uh, Michigan. 
in person scouting, like scouting the other, yeah, in person scouting the uh, the the other team. They were they were uh, doing some things that uh, were frowned upon, but yeah, we'll. Uh, which, which I guess OU plays uh, OU plays Michigan coming up in a couple of years, so maybe Jim Harbaugh will be suspended for so long that he won't be on the sidelines for the OU Michigan game. Well, maybe that's what he's been doing whenever he's supposedly, uh, you know. Not supposed to be there. He's been the guy that's in person yeah. scouting. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, he had a few weeks. Uh, he he had a few weeks off, so maybe that's what he was doing. Yeah, they're alleged to have sent scouts to opponents' games, which is against the rules. So that's 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 kind of the the beef that all these Big Ten schools have uh, with, with this right now. I do have a uh, as we look ahead to OU UCF. I do have a rather bold prediction for you, and it could be the hottest take of the week when it comes to this game on Saturday. And my mm. prediction is. For the first time this year, since UCF, the best part of their team is running the football, I think OU's really going to make an effort themselves to run the football. This will be the first game all year, Teddy, where it doesn't feel like a 50-minute first quarter. You're telling me the first quarter's going to be... (laughs) Yeah, we have... Man, um... What was the ge- one game in particular was the worst? What Arca- one was well, it? the season opener against Arkansas yeah. State was forever, and then of course the Texas game, the first quarter took forever yeah. as well. I think mm-hmm. Arkansas State's the one I was I was thinking of mm-hmm. that. You look down and it's like, dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> we've got three quarters left. We've played it, what felt like an entire football game already. Yeah, so I I agree with you. It feels like there's going to be a lot of running the football. I, I've heard a couple of people talk about how good UCF's pass defense is. It's one of those, your pass defense is good because everyone's like, why in the heck would we ever throw the ball against these guys when we can run it nonstop? That's kind of what it's, uh, what it's been so far. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. All right, let's hit an opening timeout. I'm at a new place today. It's awesome. Dodge City Paintball www.dodgecitypaintball.com, 405-373-3745. They've got year-round paintball going on. It's a great place for birthdays and get-togethers, locally owned, veteran-owned. And uh, they've also got – got Halloween coming up. So they've got the haunted trail that they put on every year. Gates open at 7 o'clock. Uh, the trail opens at sundown. And they're going to be doing it until, let's see, till the 28th. So the 13th, 14th, 20th, 21st and then the 27th and 28th on the weekends, uh, $23 per person. It's going to be really cool. They've done it the last couple of years and had a really good turnout. So uh, keep it in mind whenever you've got your your Halloween stuff you're putting together coming up. All right, let's hit a quick timeout. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Wagner's heating and air conditioning, expert technicians, plus industry-leading Linux equipment. They're perfect together. Learn more about special savings on Linux products by calling Wagner's Heating and Air, 405-329-2076, or wagnershvac.com. When it comes to operating your business, time is money. And the last thing you need is something else to take up your time like managing cash flow or making and collecting payments. Save time and money with Treasury Management from Armstrong Bank so you can focus on what's most important, taking care of your business. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Visit armstrong.bank, member FDIC. Ever wonder why someone would wake up at the crack of dawn just for a chance at the unknown? 
Maybe a better question is, what are you waiting for? Pacifico is brewed for those who follow their own path. That Riverwind is your place to play. Get spooky with our $80,000 Friday Night Fright. Play with your wild card all October. For a chance to win a share of $80,000. Riverwind, the best place to have a good time. It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, and you on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line as well, Ref Army. 405-651-3439. 918, from the 918, bold take. OU's defense is going to keep UCF under 275 total yards. If you guys want to get bold today and start texting in some bold takes about Saturday's game or what's going to happen the second half of the season, I am all for it. Let's go. I already have my bold take that the first quarter is not going to take 50 minutes for the first time this year. Well, yeah, it, uh, it could be fast. Now, I like that that pick that OU is going to keep their, what is it, 275 that'd be total a, That'd offense. be a really good day defensively, a really good day. Yeah, you're going to have to um, – you're going to have to have some takeaways, I think, because they're going to generate some big plays. Just just because of the nature of what they do, they're going to have some trick stuff. They're going to have some some things that really mess with your eyes. And, you know, we're an aggressive defense. And misdirection and kind of counters or throwbacks, stuff like that, can really mess with you. And, you know, we've been really disciplined so far on stuff like that this year. But, you know... The further into a season you get, kind of the more people know about you. And Molzon, you can say what you want about him. Really good offensive mind. He's super creative. He'll find ways to, to at least give them a good chance to hit on a couple of big plays. And they've got some burners now. Uh, I wouldn't say they have any one individual player that just totally scares you, but They've got a good group. They're two backs. I like their two backs. And, and the you know the different schemes they, they use to get those guys the ball are pretty good. Uh, but, you know, I think the, the passing game with UCF, I think that's really going to struggle. Yeah, I do too. What, what, I think Coach V is going to heat them up, and they just don't have a lot of variety. They find the matchup they like and basically throw a go ball. What do you guy. what do you mean? Regardless of what you think of Gus Malzahn, he's a really good offensive mind. What what negative things do people say about about Gus that he sounds boring? I don't. I guess I don't know that he's. He was on the hot seat for like eight consecutive years at Auburn. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe it's just that that he was fired from his last big job, so maybe he doesn't have it. You know, I don't. I don't know what people say about him. I think he's. I think he's unique. He like his offense is. Not, I guess it's not totally, um, it's not totally off the wall for college football. But it felt like it was in the beginning. Maybe not off yeah. the wall, but he when he made his right. What was he the offense or the uh, OC at Arkansas when he kind of had his first big time job uh, with M- Mitch Mustaine out there at quarterback? Maybe, but it, it was at first. It was like, oh, the Gus Mal's on offense now, now which is kind of you know normal for the most part. Yeah, it it has like a it has like a kind of trick 'em triple option 
we don't have the players, so we're going to try and, and, you know, trick you instead of just line up and beat you with good offense. But, you know, I think it's morphed into a little bit more than that as the RPOs have, have really taken hold in college football. Their use of those is pretty good. I mean, that's that's really the best part of their passing game is the RPO stuff, and Plumlee's pretty good at it. Um, you know, they'll throw the back backside RPO. You know, typically the quarterback turns, faces the running back, does like the run read, and he's reading the, the play side you know, uh, run support to see if they commit to the run, and then he'll pull it and throw the, you know, the slant in behind him. Well, they'll do it where he's reading the backside support, and he'll throw backside away from, you know, where they're doing the run action. And, you know, there's teams that do it, but they do it a lot, and it's not typical. So there's some stuff there that you got to look out for. Bold predictions on the text line, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Chase in Orange County says, can't wait to be back in Norman tomorrow, calling my shot for UCF. Second play from scrimmage on offense is a long bomb to Nick Anderson. Yeah. Tomorrow and the Kansas, just like kind of, not tomorrow, but Saturday and just kind of immediately the two games after Andrew Anthony's injury. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who they draw up more for uh, deep balls here the next two weeks. I'm guessing it's yeah. going to be Anderson or Farouk. Uh, yeah, I think th- I think they'll just continue to, you know, Levy's always been a big matchup guy too. You know, what's interesting about this offense is there there's some of the old Baylor concepts that are left over in it. You know, you remember when Baylor would they'd come to the line they see the matchup they like and they just throw a go ball against one-on-one with whoever they like and everyone else would just stand there and watch unfortunately i do remember that all too well well. yes ucf does that some too where none of the receivers are even going to release they're all just going to stand there and they're going to let someone go one-on-one so the thing is we are in a much better position right now to defend on any one-on-one deep ball stuff than we've been in a really long time i I like our matchups across the board. Gentry, Woody Washington, you know, at at Cheetah or Nickel, if Kendall Dolby's in there against um, 11 personnel, I like it. I, you know, I like what we've got I there used to be matchups. scared to death of opposing teams throwing the deep ball, um, and they, they would almost always be one-on-one unless it was a free runner and no one was covering him down the field. Used to be very scared of the deep ball against an OU defense. Now I welcome the challenge. I say now, we, I say... Have we throw, given up a deep ball? Uh, I mean, it, unless there was like a coverage bust, but like yeah, just I'm a, saying like a, one a tight one. coverage, man, if, if, they, if they have, I'm not, I'm not remembering it. But seriously, throw the deep ball, because I got confidence it's going to be incomplete or picked, and at worst it'll be second and ten or third and long or w- whatever it is. I, it's I don't almost mind one it. of those things where we've been so good at it, I, I don't remember anyone really doing it. Now, they tried it to Worthy. Texas did, and Woody Washington was in great position there. Long foul ball. Um, I, other than that, I don't remember another one recently where someone's even tested us deep. Uh, other bold predictions from Cherokee Sooner. Teddy will be calling the games from Cleveland County Jail. <laughs> By cell phone. He, he, uh, yeah, he, he is driving from Yukon back to, uh, back to South Norman. 
So with the traffic that'll be present, there is a chance he'll be in the Cleveland there County is uh, Jail. A chance. Five oh five. Tall Wee goes off for two hundred plus yards. And that'd be. W- w- will you be concerned if OU's not able to run the ball on Saturday against these guys? <laughs> what do you consider not able to run the ball? Like I, I, we let's see. We were uh, we're averaging one fifty seven. I think before. Yeah, lower the, than uh, your season average. How about that? Yeah, I'll be concerned. I'll be concerned. I I don't think that's going to be the case, but yes, I would uh, I would be concerned for sure. Two one four from the state of Texas. Bold take. I applied for national championship tickets in Houston through OU today. Man, hey, how about it? <laughs> I I don't I don't mind that at all. Um, we're, I've been trying to, uh, throw some money the NCAA's way to get Michigan out of the way, right? Um, get Michigan out of the way. Georgia's lost their best player. It's as open as it's been. I know it's been a great week for OU, hasn't it? (laughs) So far, man. Hey, do we, if you think about it, and I know everyone's been cheering the USC lost to Notre Dame. Like don't don't we actually want USC to win oh, the pack, I'd like love, win out? Well, I I mean, outside of the obvious storyline, just a team in the top fifteen that I would love to play in the first round and feel like oh you would have a really good chance to win like to win that game. Yes. However, Teddy, as as much as I favor OU in that matchup, I still can't root for them for the remainder on the year based on that hope or that yeah. thought. Yeah, so go it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard, you know. That would be, even if you were, I don't know, a three-touchdown favorite, that would be like the most nervous game oh, ever. Oh, no, it'd be miserable. It'd be absolutely miserable. Well, the payoff would be great if you won it, but my goodness. It's like the OU-Texas game. Like the OU-Texas game in the moment when it's a close game, like it was this year, it's kind of miserable with the uh, with the swings of momentum that go just from one extreme to the other. So the game itself can be pretty painful, but the feeling afterwards, it, there's there's no other feeling, few other feelings like it. That's if what we the lost USC the game USC, would be. Twitter would lose a hundred thousand accounts instantly. <laughs> We'd all everyone on. would close their account uh, and move to what was the one that Facebook started? Didn't they start something like Twitter? Everyone would move over there. Oh, you Twitter would not exist anymore. Um, <laughs> speaking of applying for national championship tickets in Houston, I, I love that. Um, I, I love being aggressive early. However, all the bowl projections that I've looked at, none of them even have OU in the playoff. They have them playing, what did I see this week? Playing Alabama in the Cotton, and then I saw another playing Alabama in the Peach Bowl. So all these bowl projections I see are like, yeah, nice start, but they ain't making the playoff. They're, they'll go to a New Year's Six Bowl and play Bama somewhere. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think it's interesting – how you how you kind of come to that conclusion. Even if you suggest that they lose to Texas in a rematch, as a one-loss team who had already beat the team they lost to once this year, depending on what happens, obviously, with Notre Dame taking two losses, that's definitely helped to the cause quite a bit. Um, and the SEC looking how it's looked thus far. Yeah, no, that's out. true. So yeah, I don't I don't know that even if you lost the Big Twelve, 
and well, you'd have to be a one-loss team. You know, you can't lose one between here and there, and then not win the Big Twelve because you'd definitely be out. So, um, I guess that's probably what they're predicting. Let so. me let me roll through a few more. I like this one from Brad in Bartlesville. Bold take of the day: OU wins their seventh coin toss. <laughs> I'll be. Watching I'm going to be. Toss. I'm going to like throw my hands up if we don't win the toss. Be like, I don't even know why we're playing. Mm-hmm. We lost. It's over. Take the nineteen. Take the nineteen on UCF side. Call the book bookie before opening kickoff to see if you can still Jeez. get in on that action. Camo Sooner says bold prediction Saturday: a successful kicking for chicken right through the uprights. Which, by the way. I'm waiting on you to give it up to me for telling you that 22 was going to be too many points, that it was going to be closer to 18 or 19. Um, oh, I mean, if you need that, then. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. Uh, yes, you were, you were right about what the point spread would be. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. God, that feels good. Yeah, I God, thought that was great. Uh, 918, DG and JFA both throw three touchdowns. <laughs> Um, KW the nine one eight. My bold projection: Layman will be at Peyton's fall wedding Saturday instead of the game, and he will be fashionably late to that remote as well. That was that was beautiful, KW. That kind of had some layers into it. I know you fall weren't listening. Wedding. Well, I, I, this is what I thought. You were not listening to Locked In last hour. One of our longtime listeners and texters, Peyton, let us know that um, he's got a wedding on Saturday. Oh, you had a bye week last week. I don't know if anyone remembers mm. that or not. That means the venue wasn't open that day. Peyton, everyone tried to schedule their weddings for the day the uh, the Sooners were off. Peyton, um, he's getting married on Saturday, and, buddy, the text line crushed him. They compared him to Kamar Wheaton. They compared him to Lane Jenkins, who was committed to OU and then visited mm-hmm. Illinois, and his offer was recent. Peyton got called a lot of things on the text line, so that's where that joke comes from. Well... I get it, and, you know, obviously the fall wedding is a controversial topic. Here's the thing, though. You know, if you just kept texting the show and went and had your wedding and then just carried on as if nothing else was different. Nobody had to know. You didn't have to throw yourself onto the coals for no reason on this deal. No one had to know. Nobody had to know. Cherokee Sooner says at least his wedding isn't at 11 a.m. <laughs> no, I hope I, I hope it's not. Which is a good point. You know, that's one of the unintended consequences that's actually been a positive. You can go to the game and still have your evening wedding if you're, you know. You can at least Wipey catch the reception. Just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one more. Uh, bold prediction. This one's funny, too. Bold prediction. UCF will not be called for offensive holding. I don't even think. <laughs> That's not a bold prediction, though. I think we're all counting on that one. This is a Big 12 game, so UCF won't be called for holding at any point. Yeah, they kind of didn't call anything in the OU Texas game, did they? No. Um, did, did referees even show up for that? Well, yes, they did because we had, we had to review everything in the, uh, the yeah. entire game. Jeez. Showed up for reviews, didn't throw any flags, which I don't mind. So, all right. Well, all right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on. Hanging out at Dodge City Paintball. And they've got the Haunted Trail uh, coming up this weekend and then again next weekend. It's their fourth year doing it. Gates open at 7 and the trail opens at sundown. I've heard this thing is scary. And they're hoping to have uh, up to 4,000 people come out for it. It's grown every single year. They do such a great job. Uh, let's see if anyone from uh, 
from the ref army can uh, come man up and come out here and see what this thing is all about. Dodge City Paintball, Haunted Trail, this weekend and next weekend. Stay tuned. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Nate Barkanti, the Be Funny Tour. I mean, Chuck E. Cheese is rough. I don't know if you've been there in a while. They look like they're trying to go to business and they can't. All new material. They filed for bankruptcy and they're still open. They called Blockbuster and they're like, how do you get out? We want out. Nate Barkanti, Sunday, October 22nd, Paycom Center. Tickets on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Produced by Outback Presents. Nate Bargatze, the Be Funny Tour. This is Toby Rowland. Did you know that more than 80 million people depend on AM radio each month for news, weather, and emergency information? A new bill in Congress would make sure AM radio remains in cars because when cell and Internet services go down, this far-reaching free service may be your only lifeline. Text AM to 52886 and tell Congress to support the AM radio for every vehicle act. This message is brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasting. Be live via the 24-7 Sports YouTube. YouTube page could be a complete disaster Teddy could be but we'll at least try to uh, bring that coverage to you live right here on the ref um boy UCF has really struggled in big 12 play so far this year and what it seems to me is they just haven't really recovered from blowing that 35-7 lead to Baylor the game where Baylor scores 26 fourth quarter points Baylor comes all the way back and wins 36-35 UCF had that one won. It would be their first ever Big 12 win, and they haven't really recovered from it since. Bad just moment. brutal. Just brutal. Um, you know, I watched a big chunk of that play, just the, the UCF play, a, a big chunk of that game, just the UCF offense, and I. <laughs> it's shocking to think that they lost that game because Baylor – it, Baylor looked, for the most part of that game, totally unprepared, just chaotic. Guys, no one was in the right place. The run fits are all screwed up. It was, it was just bad. Not what you would think from an Aranda coach defense. And I don't know how they got it together in, in order to pull that, that thing off, but... That's that's a hard one to recover from if you're used well, to Well, especially sure. a, a team like Baylor. Like they do some nice things, but that they're not explosive offensively. So right. to have a lead like that against Baylor, you got them or anyone really right where you want them and and to lose that lead to an offense like Baylor. Like that's that's probably the only week this year where Baylor's done anything offensively where you said, "Oh yeah, they look good." I mean, yeah. s- seriously, I I don't I don't think there's been another game this year where you've been impressed by the Baylor offense other than the fourth quarter against UCF. Yeah. So that's going to be a tough one for them to overcome, and it has been since that game in late September. Yeah. Well, who's it's their, not going to be much easier moving forward. Who's their best them. Who's their best player? Is it John Rice Plumley or is it someone else? Well, it's definitely Plumley whenever he's 100% healthy, um, but I don't think he's going to be 100% healthy against us. I when you when you take away one of the wheels for a quarterback that's as mobile as he is, he's just never going to be as effective. You know, he played some in that Kansas game, and he came out, he felt a pop in his knee, his injured knee, and he came out of the game. And, like, 
That just doesn't sound like something that, no. oh, well, he's going to be fine now. Doesn't feel like that at all. So, I don't know. Maybe with maybe a little bit of time. Maybe we see two quarterbacks on, on Saturday, yeah. depending on how I, it, it goes early. It would not shock me if we saw uh, the McLean kid at some point, who who's not bad. I mean, I think he's a solid player, but, you know, Plumlee's so much more efficient and and better in, in all the areas. So outside of Plumlee, I guess I would I would probably say seven the back. He's the he's the big thick back. That's you know he's really strong. Runs through contact. He's got great balance. Um, I think he's Hudson. I think that's the Harvey is is seven. I think he's a pretty good player. I'd say probably him. The, the two wideouts are really close in yards and receptions. They're the same in touchdowns. Like, their statistics are almost the same. I think they're both solid, but I, I wouldn't say I that either one of those corners. guys are the Yeah, I yeah. mean, it, it's, it's, a, it's a duo at wide receiver that if this is 2017 or 2018, it's, oh, yeah, these guys are very capable of getting behind the defense, down the field making some plays. I don't. I don't really. I'm not worried about UCF's downfield passing game on Saturday, given now, what OU has at corner and safety. They got the big. Uh, their edge guy number three, Tremont Morris Brash, is pretty good. He's got five sacks on the year. Um, he plays that stand-up defensive end. They call the Buck or whatever. They also have but, a freshman All-American. I, I think was it uh, 24/7 that put it out. They have a mid-season freshman All-American, John Walker. I think he's uh, their highest-ranked recruit ever, UCF history. Defensive tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's that big 6'4 kid, 300-plus pounds. Um, has, have we seen uh, – what's the kid's name that transferred there from here? Uh, Derek LeBlanc? I don't believe so. I don't believe up to this point. Yeah. I'm not surprised. But – uh, they got some. They got some solid players defensively. You know, they've they have not been able to hold up well against the run, and that's been a problem for them. I think you know linebackers the real issue for them. Um, they've really struggled at backer, and you know that's that's one of those things that's hard to work through. If if you're not good at backer and you're not consistent and and locked in on like run fits and where you're supposed to be, we've seen it here. All right, people just run the ball up and down the field on you. It's kind of what they've been going through. It just feel, and and it would probably feel even more like this if OU loses their last game. But God, it feels like it's been forever since OU played a football game. I it, it feels it like it's does. been, it feels like it's been an eternity. Like to to think that the last game OU played was against Texas is God. It feels like it was so so long ago. And we've been celebrating the win for a week and a half essentially, but. Man, this has been a long two weeks. It's been long, but the the back half grind is here. We just finished halftime, and we got the six games remaining, and, you know, there's some tough ones in there. We've got UCF at home, which is going to be nice to be at home, but then we go on the road two weeks in a row against two really good football teams in Kansas and in Oklahoma State that – those games, like I think we knew Kansas was going to be a tough game all year and looking at it through the offseason. Didn't really think so with Oklahoma State because of, 
you know, just the purge they had during the transfer portal windows. And, you know, they've been battling through the quarterback situation, but they've found something here and are turning into a, a good, tough football team. We're, we'll see where they are whenever we play them. But the back half, it's it's not – obviously it's not – like incredibly daunting. It's, it's a little bit more difficult than we initially thought yeah. it was going to be. Is is what you're saying? And I, right. I I would I would agree with that. And it's more difficult than they'll ever get any credit for. Sure. You know, because right, there's not going to be any highly ranked teams on there. But it's it's going to be loaded with really solid football teams. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hanging out at Dodge City Paintball. Check them out online. www.dodgecitypaintball.com. Four zero five three seven three. 3745. Remember, they have their haunted trail coming up. It's the fourth year they've been doing it. $23 per person, but $3 off whenever you come here. You tell them you heard it on the rush. Uh, remember, gates open at 7 o'clock. The trail opens at sundown. It's going to be this weekend and next weekend, the 20th, 21st, 27th, and 28th. Stay tuned. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. At 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. Have you or someone you know suffered a loss to your home or business from the recent storms? Before you accept a settlement, call Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. Brown O'Haver is a local-based company helping Oklahomans with claims since 1988 with preparation and expert analysis detailing your loss and insurance settlement. As your trusted consultant, Brown O'Haver can give you peace of mind and make sure you're... 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. We joked, um, I don't know how much it was of a joke, it really does feel like it's been a long time since OU's played a football game. Same thing for Texas, but Sark said today that he is a team that is pissed off, a little angry, and wants to get back on the field and play. Sark Sark said his team's all upset and ready to go. I imagine, and okay, here's the thing, and you've, you've heard me, I've been consistent in this. I think Sarkeesian is a good football coach. I think he's done a good job at Texas. It feels like he has – has he totally flipped the culture there? I don't know, but it feels like he's definitely got it moving in the right direction. We're about to find out with how they handle this the backside of this schedule. Now, um, I don't think they'll have a problem with Houston, but – when they get into that Kansas State, TCU, Iowa State stretch, that's going to be interesting. Yeah, it will. Which, by the way, Dana can get a lifetime contract, it sounds like, if he just beats Texas on Saturday. I was reading a story today where I guess everyone was telling Dana Holgerson in the offseason, just beat Texas. Just beat Texas this year. Mm. Successful season if you beat Texas. And then the same story. God, this is one of the most Texas things ever. This will be the first time Texas has played Houston on its own like campus since 2001, because Texas has refused to play there uh, for 22 years. And they refused to play there because when Texas played at Houston in 2021, Houston Stadium sat like 32,000 back then. Mm-hmm. And Texas demand, well, by God, if the University of Texas is going to play at little old Houston, we demand 10,000 of your 32,000 seats. So Houston, like they tried to make these temporary bleachers behind one of their end zones. It was deemed unsafe, so they couldn't use the temporary seats for that game. Texas athletic director called the Houston athletic director and said, um, 
well, you need to move it to, you know, like uh, the Astrodome or, or somewhere else in Houston. The Houston AD told him to get stuffed, and they still played the game on campus. So that nice. Houston AD is one of my favorite ADs of all time. Yeah, uh, I'd like to have him on the show, uh, frankly. Well, uh, all that to say, there's, there's, it unsafe? There's, I, I don't know, whoever. Who, whoever. But um, there's a lot of bad blood there, so all Houston wants to do is uh, either complete another Hail Mary or just beat Texas without having to use one. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I, even though they got that win over West Virginia, and they looked good for a big portion of that game. I mean, they were – you know, so they, they gave up that long to, touchdown pass. Yeah, yeah. So I don't hold out a whole bunch of hope that Houston is able to beat Texas or, frankly, even play them all that close. Um, as I'm guessing, Texas is probably getting Sanders back, the tight end, and uh, probably going to be at full speed. I did hear so. Rod Babers, who covers Texas, uh, played there at one time, say that you know Houston watched what OU did offensively. See if Donovan Wilson could be active in the run game like Dylan Gabriel was. Yep, Something to watch for around. there. He can run around for sure. All right, quick timeout. Hour number two of the rush coming up next here from Dodge City Paintball. They've got the Haunted Trail this weekend and next weekend. They've been doing it four years. It's awesome. Gates open at 7, and the trail opens at sundown.